The Black and White Network now proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. The Biden administration is proposing a $300 billion forgiveness program for certain student loans. And within days of signing the executive order, the administration and the media talked about a $500 billion forgiveness. And now some forecasters are suggesting upwards to $1 trillion over the next 10 years. Do you qualify for federal student loans? What do you need to do to find out if you do? And what is the best option for you in getting and paying for student loans? Cambridge Credit Counseling has a special unbiased program for students and their families on selecting the best student loans. This program can help you figure out what is the best thing to do if you're thinking about applying for loans or if you have loans and you want to know what's the best solution for paying them off. You need to call Cambridge Credit Counseling at 855-435-2066. That's 855-435-2066 and get help from experts. Hello and welcome to Moms Across America. My name is Vicki Tompkins and I'm here with our co-host Kathleen Fitzgerald and we have a very special guest with us today, um, attorney Bernadette Boyles. She is phenomenal. We talked about this last week. We gave you all the website about childparentrights.org. Well now, today, we have the lady on the show with us, and I'm so excited. So let me start out by introducing her, and then we're going to really get into this, what Title IX is and what we can do. So the first thing about child parent rights is that they offer representation to parents who constitutionally protected fundamental right to direct the upbringing, care, and education of their children has been violated. And we all know that's been happening quite a bit. So Ms. Brawls is the president, general counsel, and founder of Child and Parental Rights Campaign. She is an experienced family law, and she's a guardian at Lightham. And I just got to make a plug. I work for a guardian at Lightham, so I'm very excited. And she, that guardian at Lightham represents the best interests of children in court. And she's been an advocate for student parental rights and now protection. I should say protection against these new changes they want to make with Title IX. So just to give you a, a more detailed background about our guest, she graduated with honors from Yale University with a Bachelor of Science degree in biology and received her law degree from Harvard. So we have a, a, a lady here with us today who knows what she's talking about. She's been in the trenches and she knows how to get us activated. So we definitely want to do that. Um, she has been appointed by Governor Sonny Perdue to the State Board of the Georgia Department of Human Services for five years, where she co-chaired the Department of Family and Children's Services Committee and gained many insights into state child protective services. Like I said, that is part of my background as well. I'm not an attorney, I don't play one on television, but I can tell you right now, we need people like Miss Broyles who will stand up and fight for our children. So I've said all that. Now, with, without further ado, we're going to get right into what we were talking about last week about Title IX 
and how the current administration is basically wanting to rewrite what Title IX is all about. So Ms. Brawls, if you could just, just get right into it and let our moms know this is happening all across our nation and we need to continue to stay on the wall and act when it comes to protecting our children. Vicki, thank you so much for having me on and for your kind introduction. This is perhaps one of the most important broadcasts, I believe, that you will have done and you will do for a very, very long time. So to understand the background of this, I'm a mom, by the way, that's probably my most important title. And I have two children. What, what the Biden administration is attempting to do with regards to Title IX, first of all, Title IX passed in 1972 in order to protect, in large part, girls and women to ensure that we have equal opportunities in education and in sports. And perversely now, what the Biden administration is attempting to do through federal agency rulemaking, let me pause there, it should tell you something. When an administration tries to go around our elected officials, which is Congress, in order to enact a change in a expansively uh, impactful federal law, and they want to do it by inside ball, which is the federal rulemaking process, which most of us, I had to educate myself some more, don't have a great deal of information about. And so again, they're going around Congress in order to change the scope of Title IX to expand it beyond its original intent of protecting against discrimination based on biological sex to now include sexual orientation and gender identity. Now, if you stop right there, you realize, Houston, we have a major problem because gender identity and sex cannot occupy the same space. Gender identity overwrites sex because it subordinates sex to a mental um, a perception about what and who a person is. So the moment that, that it changes the scope to include gender identity, it's going to subordinate protections for sex throughout education, throughout Title IX, and Title IX is also referenced in federal laws all throughout the federal code. So it goes way beyond education, but just pausing there. So what, what this will mean is that every public school and every, any, every private school that receives federal funding is going to have to accept the tenets of gender, gender ideology as policy as a result of it, as a federal mandate. It doesn't matter if you have a conservative leaning school or a school who's never you know, woken up to gender identity ideology, it won't matter because it'll now become a federal mandate. And how is that going to work? Well, the new regulations will require all school officials to immediately and unquestioningly affirm a child's gender, asserted gender identity as soon as they assert it without requiring any medical professional input, any uh, legal documentation, and most importantly, there's nowhere in these regulations that provide for notice to or the consent of parents. And in fact, the regs say black and white that it presumes that failing to um, treat a child in accordance with their asserted gender identity uh, subjects the child to harm, that it harms students. So what that means now 
is that parents who want to uphold biological reality will be viewed as harming their children. And, and, and school officials, teachers, say you have a, a, a Christian or a Jewish teacher, a teacher who believes in biological reality, who wants to, who believes that they should be treating children truthfully, will be viewed as harming a child. This is, this is extraordinary. So what are the impacts, um, Vicki and Kathleen, that this, these attempted changes will have? First of all, it's gonna harm children. And let's be really clear, our, as with Child and Parental Rights Campaign, our first and foremost concern is for children. Our first concern are for vulnerable children who are trying to grow up and are, are confronting all the, the, the negative um, messages in our culture, particularly for girls, 70% of girls who are in distress with their biological sex, excuse me, 70% of all children who are expressing distress with their biological sex and, and expressing an alternative identity are girls. That should stop us. What's the majority of girls with eating, excuse me, children with eating disorders? It's girls. What are the majority of, of children engaging in cutting? Girls. There's a common thread here. Girls are vulnerable in our society in particular. So we at first and foremost want to be protecting the children who are vulnerable to this ideology largely through the internet, social media, the iPhone, as well as the, the proselytizing in schools, right? What, what are we protecting them from? Well, we know from studies that when a child is socially affirmed in an alternate identity, and that is by the way, what schools will be required to be doing by federal mandate. When you treat a child as if they actually are an alternative identity or sex, their names, their pronouns, their appearance, you treat them as if they are something other than their biological sex. That is actually a mental health intervention. It's called social transition. And it's part of a treatment paradigm that moves on then to chemical and surgical alterations of the body in a very high percentage of, of cases. These alterations are known to cause sterilization, infertility, lifelong sexual dysfunction, Puberty blockers block the bones from properly forming. They actually block portions of the brain from properly forming. This will interfere with children's and adolescents' appropriate and proper growth and development. So the bottom line is that these mandates in the name of an ideology and a political agenda will be subjecting children to untold harm and propagating a social contagion that is taking in children by storm, there's been a 4,000% increase in children expressing a break with their biological reality. So that is the first and foremost effect, devastating impact that we need to be concerned about. I can stop there or I can go on to the other ones, gals. Well, what I'm, you know, with everything that you're saying, I am really disturbed that we have Let's see how I can say this delicately. Bureaucrats who want to make decisions that only a family should be making together. I recently read a story about a young woman who went through the transition to become a boy and the regret she has of losing those vital 
things that make us a woman. And this decision was made at a teenage time in her life. And it's like, where are the adults in the room that would protect this child? I'm very disturbed by that. And I know Kathleen, you had some questions that, that you had regarding this. And I gotta tell you, this is not gonna go away quickly and we've got to get engaged. Yes, we've got to act. I read that 68 to uh, 67 to 98% of the children will normally uh, move out of any kind of questioning about their sexuality and they'll be just fine. I know I was a tomboy. And, you know, you just go through these things. I think they're preying on this vulnerable time for children, knowing that this is the exact moment that they can transition them the easiest. Um, it's very dis disheartening. And um, please, can you just go on? We have a couple minutes. Uh, please, Bernadette, add on, and then we'll go to break. Sure, absolutely. And we'll, and we'll stop when we have a break. The second most devastating impact would be on parental rights. Because as we've already talked about, it's going to be demanding and requiring affirmation of a child's asserted identity. And I've, I've read all 700 pages of this, of this thing. There is not a single mention of requiring notice to parents, involvement of parents, the consent of parents, the parents' mental health professionals being involved or anything along those lines. And so it is, it, it is absolutely credible and to be expected that school officials are going to feel not only entitled, but even mandated to socially transition my child, your child, and not feel any compunction about making sure that you're involved, or even if you object, to override your objection. And it, this is not conjecture. We have, we're hearing from parents all over the country that this is already happening. We have three federal lawsuits pending right now, two in Florida, one in Massachusetts, a red state, a blue state, we're considering another one and we're, we're contacted every single week for more. So it's already happening and it's credible that this is exactly where these changes will be taking us to usurp parental authority to be able to guide the, the upbringing, the mental health care, the medical care of your and my child. Well, with that, we're going to go to break. We have Bernadette Broyles from childparentrights.org, and we'll get right back to this after the break. We are Americans, male and female, from many races and cultures from all over the world. One thing above all else is we are patriots who protect our nation and defend, when necessary, our Constitution from attacks both foreign and domestic. Today, as American patriots, we must take back our country from those who want to destroy it and us. We must start by taking back our children and their education. Parents, not union, should be in charge of our children's education. We must be sure that they are taught about the greatness of America and its people. Our children should not be indoctrinated with the belief that parents are racist and are evil and trying to destroy the world. As patriots, we must take back our country from foreign nations who want to destroy us and our way of life. Yes, as patriots, we want America to be first. We want an open and fair trade policy, energy independence, safe cities, and secure borders where we can grow and prosper as a nation of free people. 
Become an American patriot. Help take back America by voting Republican in the November 8th election. The second half of Moms Across America, I have to make a correction in order to get you exactly where you need to go. Go to Child and Parental Rights Campaign. And also, if you want to get a free copy of your constitution and other important documents, go getmyconstitution.com. We have Bernadette Broyles. She's enlightening us on what Title IX is and the rewording of Title IX. Apparently, it's to make things easier for people. It's to uh, broaden protections. Um, it's to uh, actually the National Education Association is, is in on this, too. It's supposed to equal access and treatment for girls and women. Um, but it looks like it's the opposite. So, Bernadette, please continue on with uh, what you were, uh, you know, talking to us about so that we can activate and take action to what we need to do. I know that I called my principal and uh, he says he's just been named the Title IX coordinator. I didn't even know they had that, but uh, we don't need to go into that, but please um, continue. Before we start, uh, Ms. Rawls, let me just say one thing, uh, and this is brought uh, from our producer as well. And it came to my mind, you had mentioned that there has been lawsuits that you are helping people with. And one of the questions always with these lawsuits is, will it stop what is happening right now? And I think that's important. Sure. Sometimes with the lawsuits, it can put a stay on whatever the change is or something like that. And considering the fact that they're totally bypassing Congress, but what exactly will this do with what's happening now? And then if you could continue on with the rest, that would be awesome. Okay, absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm going to defer the question about the lawsuits to the action items we're gonna talk about in just a few minutes okay. because they all, they all come together. Okay. okay, and that's part of the strategy. So the last thing that I, I, I want to make sure we understand about the impacts of, of these proposed regulations is how it will harm girls. And that is, that is particularly perverse because of the original intent of this, of this law. And now on the 50, literally the 50th anniversary, it'll subordinate the rights of girls for males who want to appropriate the, the identity of, of women and girls. So what this will do is that it will forbid girls to be able to retain their private spaces that they're gonna to have to be able, have to be willing to share their private spaces with biological males. And it will also require them to have to compete in sports against biological males. I know that the, the, the Department of Education claims that they're not gonna to touch sports. I, we, no one believes them because they're already doing it. It's like, they think, they, they think we're stupid. So it will harm the privacy, the safety, and the educational and sports opportunities of the very girls that this law was entire, in, intended to protect. So when we think about what we need to do, well, the, other two, the other very, very quick three things that I, I just wanna mention quickly is the pretty obvious violations of free exercise, free religious exercise, and free speech this is gonna bring around. Teachers who want to call their children, who want to speak truthfully to their children, that you know, a, a young girl is a girl or a boy is a boy, refer to their pronouns accurately, uphold grammar, will be viewed as violating Title IX. 
children, students who want to speak to their fellow students in accordance with their, their teachings of their home and their, and their parents and biological reality will likely have their free speech to be, to be violated. And then as far as title, the Title IX coordinator, all schools now are supposed to have Title IX coordinators for, for years now. However, under the new regulations, the Title IX coordinators, their powers will be vastly in, increased to the point where they will be almost like, you know, federal law enforcers on campus uh, where, where everyone is, it has to then report to the Title IX coordinator any violations of these regulations and the Title IX coordinator will have the power to bring complaints, even if the child doesn't want to, the alleged victim doesn't want to. It's, it's, all, it's, it's completely unacceptable. And it's a complete usurp usurpation of Congress's power. Hence, I noticed we talked about the constitution. Many scholars believe it's unconstitutional. I strongly believe it's unconstitutional. So what can and should we do, Kathleen and Vicki? We need to flood. Okay, so let me explain this inside ball to uh, to all our moms. The um, when you have a federal agency that proposes regulations like this, federal law requires them to put it out for public comment first for a period of time. The period of time for these for this uh, proposed set of rules was sixty days. That comment period ends on September twelve. Please write that down. September 12 of this year, uh, 10 or so, 11 days from now. During that time, they are required to cat receive, catalog, and assess, and respond to, and consider all the public comments they receive. If they fail to do that, and they cannot demonstrate that they have appropriately considered and responded to them, it will, it will be a could be a basis for the rules to be invalidated in court. That's critically important. Why? Because the strategy is this. We need to flood them, flood, inundate them with public comments between now and September 12th. I'll tell you, we can, you can go to do this, but that's the basic strategy and is for two reasons. One is to delay. We hopefully have a new Congress coming in, hopefully with a majority that will be receptive to parental rights. I don't care what party you're, you are in. I don't care, whatever party you are, that, that there would be hopefully a majority of congressmen and women who will stand up with parental rights and for children and potentially could step in. But if even that doesn't happen, more likely this will be resolved in court. And I know for a fact that there are states that are gonna be suing the Biden administration. I know for a fact there's gonna be organizations suing the Biden administration possibly even ours on behalf of uh, parents or children, or, or, or children. And so by having, by putting into the record, the federal register record, all these impacts, then, and it does two things. If they don't appropriately take them to account, okay, then they won't hold up in court. But also we demonstrate that Congress never considered violating girls' privacy in sports, violating parental rights. Congress never considered gender identity and the harms that it would do to children. And so because Congress never considered it, it's a violation of, of the separation of powers. If we, these are the things we have to get into the comments. If we don't show up, we lose. 
We lose by default. So let me tell you one more thing about the strategy here. They cannot, this is not Congress. They cannot be simply cookie cutter, cut and paste someone else's comment. They don't, it's not just a tally count. In this particular setting, it has to be unique and thoughtful comments. So what we have done, I'm gonna give you a website that you can go to and there you're gonna find the link to the Federal Register site where you can, you can input or upload your comment. We don't, we're not gonna take your emails, we're gonna do nothing with your information. The, the, the link is there, it'll go directly to the Federal Register. And that site is childparentrights.org forward slash title T-I-T-L-E dash nine, that's I-X. Once again, childparentrights.org and then T-I-T-L-E title dash I-X nine. All right, this is our website. You'll find the link to the Federal Register and you'll find two other really important resources. You're gonna find something called comment starters. We realize most people didn't wake up this morning knowing how to create a comment for the Federal Register. Um, I had to do my research. So, and they can't be cookie cookie cutter. So we put together um, the basic format that you would need on an, in a downloadable Word document. And then it has a comment start, a prompt for each of the issues, parental rights, child's health, girls' privacy, girls' sports, free speech, free exercise. It has each of these as a prompt. And then you make your own unique comment, your own unique story, the, the unique research you've done on this issue. If you're a professional, perhaps you have some unique expertise that you can discuss. It has to be thoughtful and unique. Delete the rest. And now you've got your comment and you can upload it onto the Federal Register. These resources are there. Finally, we have a video. It's a two minute video. I believe you can download it. If not, you can find it on YouTube that encapsulates all this in two minutes, tells the story. It's really well done. We had it professionally produced and then tells people where to go. So we did this so that you can send this out on social media and you can make this go viral and exponentialize getting the word out through each one of you. And I just have to say, when I first got the word about this, uh, now it, it's been a week. Uh, when we talked about it last week on our show, I went in and I did exactly what you just said. I went in, I uploaded my, my, my comment, my comment, my public comment. Uh, I have sent it out to thousands of people already requesting, please, this is not the time to sit down. I have requested that they go and they make those public comments. And I did tell them about the samples that they, to, to help them get started. I just appreciate so much when a person not only lets us know what is happening, but then gives us tools to not just sit back. Because I'm going to be honest with you right now, we have no excuse. You guys have totally laid it out on your website. It's right there. No person who is listening to us today or has, has received anything that I have mailed out, and I think Kathleen has done the same thing, there is no excuse. We have the tools right there. All it will take is just a little bit of time. 
And if we're going to save our children, we've got to take that time. I know Kathleen, you had a, a question. No, I just want to uh, say the websites again, it's Child and um, Parental Rights Campaign. And uh, if you want to, when you go ahead and make the com you know, the, your comments on the Federal Reserve Register, go to childparentrights.org forward slash title dash IX. And we have Bernadette Broyles. Uh, I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, you have really been able to express to our, our moms across America what they can do. Uh, what the problem with Title IX is. You know, I've talked to several, uh, well, about one out of 10 may know what Title IX is. So please, when you listen to this radio show and watch it, share it with your friends and family. This is so very important. And like Bernadette says, we only have till September 12th of 2022 to get this in. And it's very, very important. It's not a and time to sit on the bench. In just a few seconds we have left. When you go on and you look at these comment starters, we have comment for starters for parents, educators, and community leaders. Now, if you are a grandmom or, or an auntie or someone doesn't fit that category, doesn't matter. Take the comment starter, edit it as you like. You can still use it because it's completely editable in a Word document. So I just wanted to make that clear. Thank you very much for being on the show. And Vicki, take us out. Yes, because this, this is something that is going to be out there for a while. And I'm hoping that Moms Across America will take this and run with it, that they'll go to those school board meetings and ask the question, what are you doing with Title IX? That's going to be very important. I said this weeks ago. The fight is not over, moms. Yes, we have conquered a lot in the in the school boards, but it's not finished yet, and we have to keep fighting. So again, uh, Ms. Wells, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Uh, be look on the lookout for another invitation here soon. And remember, Moms Across America, thank you so much for joining us. Always, always remember, Moms Across America, you are America, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hello, this is Dan Perkins, your host for Black and White, and I'm also an investment advisor with over 50 years of experience in investing. Inflation is at a near 50-year high and perhaps going higher. The capital markets for the first six months of 2022 was the worst performing in almost 50 years. Two generations and perhaps more have never experienced this level of inflation. You may have had some significant declines in your portfolio of investments in the first six months and are asking, what does the future hold? And by the way, what should I be doing now? I have grave concerns that we have not seen the peak in inflation. And because it may be around for some time, I want to introduce you to the Black and White Gold Ownership Program run by Ira and his team at Advisor Metals. So go to blacksandwhites.us and click on the gold bar to take you directly to Ira to work with him to see if gold is right for you and your portfolio in protecting your investments. This is Dan Perkins. Thanks for listening. If you are interested in reaching our vast black and white network audience with your products or services, then contact Hollis Media Group at 1-855-673-8635. That's 1-855-673-8635 for more information on this great opportunity.